Welcome to another episode of Classes of Mail. My name is Alan Gigax, and today we are going to continue reading from JCAM Section 12. Uh, first, I want to apologize about the pops in the last episode. I use a pop filter in front of my microphone, and I don't know if I had it too close to the mic or what the deal is, but hopefully that should be in the next episode. It didn't happen, and uh, hopefully that is not a problem this time, and I hope you didn't find it too distracting. Speaking of things that are too distracting, I have finally gotten some meaningful feedback about my use of accents while I'm reading the JCAM, and uh, somebody messaged me who was, uh, I don't even remember now because it was a while back, but they were like hard of hearing or they had some sort of issue, and they were finding the, um, the accents making it a little bit more difficult to follow, and I've gotten some other feedback like that as well. So as much as I may like it... Ultimately, the objective here is to make this uh, intelligible for you guys to be able to understand. So I'm just going to read everything in my normal voice, and I'm going to do my best to keep it lively and not be monotonous. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pick up the JCAM in Section 7, and I'm going to get or uh, Article 12, and then this says JCAM Section 7, Deliver Unit Optimization. <clears throat> and we're going to get through this whole thing. Uh, today, no matter how long it takes. So let me make sure that my recording is going properly. Uh, yep, everything looks good here. All right. I also think that I figured out the chattering issue. I'm recording this on a Chromebook, which was a very minimalist computer, and I'm using an app that was in the Play Store that cost me $0, and you get what you pay for. So basically, if I do anything other than recording... Um, it bogs down the computer and we wound up getting that chattering. So hopefully that issue is now addressed. In any case, that's enough jibber-jabber for me. Let's get started. Section 7. This section includes the memorandums of understanding regarding delivery unit optimization. DUO. D-U-O. I'll pronounce it DUO if it comes up again. When all city carrier assignments from one work location are permanently moved to another location and the movement of letter carriers is not covered by Article 12.5.C.1, 12.5.C.2, or 12.5.C.3, the DUO rules apply. The Memorandum of Understanding regarding delivery unit optimization addresses notice seniority, hold downs, Article 25 assignments, and previously approved leave when a DUO occurs. Those provisions of the Memorandum of Understanding regarding delivery unit optimization that apply to TEs also apply to CCAs. <clears throat> and here we have uh, that very memo regarding delivery unit optimization. This one is between the USPS and the NALC, as pretty much all of them are. Here we go. Delivery unit optimization, DUO, refers to a process that includes permanently moving all city carrier assignments from one location to another location. Regarding the city letter carrier craft, the parties agree that the follow the parties agree to the following principles when delivery unit optimization results in moving city letter carriers from one installation to another. One, all city letter carriers and transitional employees will be moved from the losing installation to the gaining installation. However, this provision does not alter or modify the rights or obligations of either party under the memorandum of understanding regarding transitional employees' additional provisions. Two. At least 60 days advance notice, whenever possible, will be provided to the union at the national, regional, and local levels, and to individual city letter carriers who are to be moved to another installation. Three, um, 
that's for me. That's uh, it's my cop buddy calling me, trying to interrupt my recording. <clears throat> All right, back to it. Three, city letter carriers from both the gaining and losing installations will retain their craft installation seniority and bid assignments. For the purposes of applying Article 41.2.B.7, all craft seniority will be credited as earned at the gaining installation. Four, hold down assignments obtained pursuant to Article 41.2.B will not be impacted by the movement of city letter carriers under the delivery unit optimization process. Temporary higher-level carrier technician assignments obtained pursuant to Article 25.4 of the National Agreement will not be impacted solely by the movement of city letter carriers under the delivery unit optimization process. 5. The parties agree that annual leave requests previously approved in either the gaining or losing installation will be honored except in serious emergency situations pursuant to Article 10.4.D of the National Agreement. 6. This agreement does not apply to the movement of city letter carriers when installations are discontinued, consolidated, or when a station or branch is transferred or made independent in accordance with Article 12.5.C.1, 12.5.C.2, and 12.5.C.3. This agreement is reached without prejudice to either party's position on this or any other matter and may be cited, may only be cited to enforce its terms. Dated March 22, 2011. <clears throat> The Memorandum of Understanding regarding Local Memorandums of Understanding on no the Memorandum of Understanding regarding Local Memorandums of Understanding under Delivery Unit Optimization sets forth the process for resolving differences in the affected local memoranda of understanding when a duo occurs. And here is that memorandum between the USPS and the NALC regarding local memorandums of understanding under delivery unit optimization. Delivery Unit Optimization, DUO, refers to a process that includes permanently moving all city carrier assignments from one work location to another work location. The parties agree to the following process to address issues regarded to, related to local memoranda of understanding resulting from delivery unit optimization. 1. The local parties at the gaining installation will identify and discuss any existing local memoranda of understanding, LMOU, provisions from the losing installation that are different from those in the gaining installation. While these discussions are not considered Article 30 local implementation, the local parties will make necessary revisions to the LMOU in the gaining installation to accommodate city delivery operations moving forward from the losing installation. 2. Any LMOU issues not resolved at the local level will be referred within 30 days of duo notice to the Area Manager Labor Relations, or his or her designee, and the National Business Agent, or his or her designee, for resolution. Any LMOU issues not resolved within 20 days of receipt by the Area and NBA will be forwarded to the parties at the national level for resolution. 4. Any, any provisions of an LMOU from a losing installation that is made part of the LMOU in the gaining installation, we'll use the date the provision was added to the LMOU in the losing installation for purposes of applying Article 30.C. In the event city delivery assignments are returned to the losing installation, the original LMOU in the losing installation shall be reinstated. 
Six, this agreement does not apply to the movement of city letter carriers when installations are discontinued, consolidated, or when a station or branch is transferred or made independent in accordance with Article 12.5.C.1, 12.5.C.2, and 12.5.C.3. This agreement is reached without prejudice to either party's position on this or any other matter and may only be cited to enforce its terms. Either party to this agreement may unilaterally withdraw from this process with 60 days notice to the other party. However, such withdrawal will not impact the provisions of paragraphs 4 and 5 above, dated March 22, 2011. The Memorandum of Understanding regarding SIT Delivery Unit Optimization Retreat Rights addresses the question of what happens if a letter carrier has active retreat rights to a work location affected by a duo. And here is that memo, again between the USPS and the NALC, regarding delivery unit optimization retreat rights. Delivery unit optimization, duo, refers to a process that includes permanently moving all city carrier assignments from one work location to another location. The parties agree to the following when DUO results in moving city letter carriers from one installation to another. Any city carrier who had active retreat rights to the losing installation at the point of DUO implementation will have his or her retreat rights carried forward to the gaining installation. In this situation, retreat rights will be offered to excess city letter carriers by seniority as defined by the Memorandum of Understanding regarding delivery unit optimization and the National Agreement. In the event city delivery assignments are returned to the losing installation, any city carriers who had active retreat rights to the losing installation at the point of duo implementation will have retreat rights restored to his or her original installation. This agreement is reached without prejudice to either party's position on this or any other matter and may only be cited to enforce its terms. Dated April 4, 2012. All right, now we're on to Section 8 of Article 12, Discontinuance of an Independent Installation. 12.5.C.1 C. Special Provisions on Reassignments In addition to the general principles and requirements above specified, the following specific provisions are applicable. 1. Discontinuance of an Independent Installation A. When an independent installation is discontinued, all full-time and part-time flexible employees shall, to the maximum extent possible, be involuntarily reassigned to continuing postal positions in accordance with the following. B. Involuntary reassignment of full-time employees with their seniority for duty assignments to vacancies in the same or lower level in the same craft or occupational group in installations within 100 miles of the discontinued installation, or in more distant installations if, after consultation with the affected unions, it is determined that it is necessary. The Postal Service will designate such installations for the reassignment of excess full-time employees. When two or more such vacancies are simultaneously available, first choice of duty assignment shall go to the senior employee entitled by displacement from a discontinued installation to such placement. C. Involuntary reassignment of full-time employees for whom consultation did not provide for placement under C.1.B above in other crafts or occupational groups in which they meet minimum qualifications at the same or lower level with permanent seniority for duty assignments under 1 and 2 below, whichever is lesser. 1. One day junior to the seniority of the junior full-time employee in the same level and craft or occupation in the installation to which assigned, or 2. The seniority the employee had in the craft from which reassigned. 
Boy, I hope you guys can understand that because reading it, those were some really long sentences. And, uh, dude, okay. Uh, you know, as always, if you need extra um, reference, you can always actually go look at the JCAM and try to parse these sentences yourself. That is not always easy. All right, getting back on track. Seniority. The stated seniority rule is inconsistent with Article 41.2.G. Therefore, in accordance with Article 12.5.B.10, the correct seniority under this particular section is that such employees, when reassigned to the letter carrier craft, begin a new period of seniority in accordance with Article 41.2.G. 12.5.C.1.D. D. Involuntary reassignment of part-time flexible employees with seniority in any vacancy in the part-time flexible quota in the same craft or occupational group at any installation within 100 miles of the discontinued installation or in more distant installations if after, the consulta- if after consultation with the affected unions it is determined that it is necessary, the Postal Service will designate such installations for the reassignment of the part-time flexible employees. The term quota in this section is obsolete, and there's a citation here. It comes from a long-discontinued staffing practice that re- requiring one part-time flexible employee for every five regulars. There are no longer any quotas. Rather, staffing ratios are now governed by the provisions of Article 7.3. 12.5.C.1.E. E. Involuntary reassignment of part-time flexible employees for whom consultation did not provide for placement under C.1.D above in other crafts or occupational groups in which they meet minimum qualifications at the same or lower level at the foot of the existing part-time flexible roster at the receiving installation and begin a new period of seniority. F. Full-time employees for whom no full-time vacancies are available by the time the installation is discontinued shall be changed to part-time flexible employees in the same craft and placed as such, but shall for six months retain placement rights to full-time vacancies developing that within that time within any installation within 100 miles of the discontinued installation or in more distant installations if after consultation with affected unions it is necessary. U.S. Postal Service will designate such installations for the reassignment of excess full-time employees on the same basis as if they had remained full-time. This section predates and may be inconsistent with the no layoff provisions of Article 6 and with statuary protections given preference eligible employees. 12.5.C.1.G. G. Employees, full-time or part-time flexible, involuntarily reassigned as above provided, shall, upon the reestablishment of the discontinued installation, be entitled to reassignment with full seniority to the first vacancy in the reestablished installation in the level, craft, or occupational group from which reassigned. Retreat Rights. As in the case of employees accessed under other provisions of Article 12, full-time and part-time employees accessed under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.1 have retreat rights. In the event a discontinued installation is reestablished, accessed employees are entitled to reassignment with full seniority to the first vacancy in the reestablished installation in the craft or occupational group from which they were reassigned. These retreat rights are terminated if accessed employees fail to accept the first available vacancy in the level from which they were accessed. However, if management fails to inform an employee with retreat rights of an available vacancy, then employees' retreat rights are not terminated. 
Additionally, per the MOU regarding involuntary reassignment without regard to level, retreat rights offered to a different pay grade will be made only once to each accessed employee per accessing event. Failure to accept an offer to a different pay grade does not terminate that employee's retreat rights to hit her original pay grade. Now we move on to Section 7, Consolidation of an Independent Installation. 12.5.C.2, Consolidation of an Independent Installation. Consolidation of an independent installation is defined in Article 12.5.8.2 as to, quote, discontinue the, discontinue the independent identity of an installation by making it part of another and continuing independent installation, end quote. 12.5.C.2.A. A. When an independent postal installation is consolidated with another postal installation, each full-time or part-time flexible employee shall be involuntarily reassigned to the continuing installation without loss of seniority in the employee's craft or occupational group. Note that Article 30.E provides for a new period of local implementation concerning the local memorandum of understanding when installations are consolidated. 12.5.C.2.B. B. Where reassignments under 2.A preceding result in an excess of employees in any craft or occupational group in the continuing installation, identification and placement of excess employees shall be accomplished by the continuing installation in accordance with the provisions of this agreement covering such situations. C. If the consolidated installation again becomes an independent installation, each full-time and part-time flexible employee whose reassignment was necessitated by the previous consolidation shall be entitled to the first vacancy in the reestablished installation in the level and craft or occupational group held at the time the installation was discontinued. Retreat Rights as in the case of employees accessed under other provisions of Article 12, full-time and part-time employees accessed under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.2 have retreat rights. In the event a consolidated installation again becomes independent, accessed employees are entitled to reassignment with full seniority to the first vacancy in the reestablished installation in the craft or occupational group from which they were reassigned. These retreat rights are terminated if they fail to apply for the first available vacancy in the level from which they were accessed. However, if management fails to inform an employee with retreat rights of an available vacancy, that employee's retreat rights are not terminated. Additionally, per the MOU regarding involuntarily, involuntary reassignment without regard to level, retreat rights are offered to a different pay retreat rights offered to a different pay grade will be made only once to each accessed employee per accessing event. Failure to accept an offer to a different pay grade does not terminate that employee's retreat rights to his or her original pay grade. Ah, now we move on to section 10. Station or branch transferred or made station or branch transferred or made independent. 12.5.c.3.a. 3. Transfer of a classified station or classified branch to the jurisdiction of another installation or made an insta independent installation. A. When a classified station or classified branch is transferred to the jurisdiction of another installation or made an independent installation, all full-time employees shall at their option remain with, with the classified station or classified branch without loss of seniority, or remain with the installation from which the classified station or classified branch is being transferred. 
This section should be read in conjunction with Article 12.5.C.5.B.1A, which provides that when routes are when routes are transferred from one installation to another, the full-time letter carriers whose routes are transferred have the option of transferring with their routes without loss of seniority. 12.5.C.3.B B. A realistic appraisal shall be made of the number of employees by crafts or occupations who will, need, who will be needed in the station after transfer and potential vacancies within these requirements created by the unwillingness of employees to follow the station to the new jurisdiction shall be posted for bid on an office-wide basis in the losing installation. If the postings provided in paragraph 3.B preceding do not result in sufficient employees to staff the transfer classified station or classified branch, junior employees by craft or occupational group or an installation-wide on an installation-wide seniority basis in the losing installation shall be involuntarily reassigned to the classified station or classified branch, and each employee thus involuntarily reassigned shall be entitled to the first vacancy in such employee's level and craft or occupational group in the installation from which transferred. Retreat Rights as in the case of employees accessed under other provisions of Article 12, full-time and part-time employees accessed under the provisions of this section have retreat rights to the first vacancy in such employees' craft or occupational group in the installation from which transferred. These retreat rights are terminated if they fail to accept the first available vacancy in the level from which they were accessed. However, if management fails to inform an employee with retreat rights of an available vacancy, then employees' retreat rights are not terminated. Additionally, per the MOU regarding involuntary reassignment without regard to level, retreat rights are offered to a different pay, retreat rights offered to a different pay grade will be made only once to each excess employee per accessing event. Failure to accept an offer to a different pay grade does not terminate that employee's retreat rights to his or her original pay grade. Moving on to section 11. 12 uh, employees access to a section 12.5.C.4 4. Reassignment within an installation of employees access to the needs of a section The identification of assignments Oh, A. Sorry, this one is part A The identification of assignments comprising for this purpose a section shall be determined locally by local negotiations if no sections are established immediately by local negotiations, the entire installation shall comprise the section. Full-time employees access to the needs of a section, starting with the employee who is junior in the same craft or occupational group and in the same level assigned in that section, shall be reassigned outside the section but within the same craft or occupational group. They shall retain their seniority and may bid on any existing vacancies for which they are eligible to bid. If they do not bid, they may be assigned in any of any vacant duty assignment for which there was no senior bidder in the same craft and installation. Their preference is to be considered if more than one such assignment is available. C. Such reassigned full-time employee retains the right to retreat to the section from which withdrawn only upon the occurrence of the first residual vacancy in the salary level after employees in the section have completed bidding. Such bidding in the section is limited to employees in the same salary level as the vacancy. Failure to bid for the first available vacancy will end such retreat right. 
The right to retreat to the section is optional with the employee who has the retreat rights with respect to a vacancy in a lower salary level. Failure to exercise the option does not terminate the retreat rights in the salary level in which the employee was reassigned away from the section. Oh, and here's a grayed out section that refers to clerks, so we get to skip that. D. The duty assignment vacated by the reassignment of the junior full-time employee from the section shall be posted for bid of the full-time employees in the section. If there are no bids, the junior remaining unassigned full-time employee in the section shall be assigned to the vacancy. Accessing from a, st- from a section. Article 12.5.C.4 provides for special rules when employees are accessed from a section. These rules are only applicable when a local memorandum of understanding, LMOU, identifies separate sections within an installation for accessing purposes as authorized by Article 30.B.18. They do not apply when junior unassigned full-time regular letter carriers are assigned under the provisions of Article 41.1.8.7, nor do they apply when full-time flexible employees are moved between sections since they have flexible reporting times and reporting locations, Article 7. If an LMOU does not identify separate sections for accessing purposes, Article 12.5.C.4a provides that the entire installation is considered a section, and none of the rest of Article 12.5.C.4 applies. In such cases, full-time employees are not reassigned within the installation through accessing procedures. Rather, full-time letter carriers move within an installation through the mechanisms of reversion, abolishment, the subsequent posting and bidding under the provisions of Article 41.1, assignment under the provisions of Article 41.1.8.7 and 41.3.0 where applicable. If an LMOU does identify separate sections for accessing purposes, then the special rules in Article 12.5.C.4b through d apply whether whenever management proposes to reassign letter carriers within an installation who are excess to the needs of the one de- of the defined. <laughs> Let me just start that again. If an LMOU does identify separate sections for accessing purposes, then the special rules in Article 12.5.C.4b through d apply whether apply whenever management proposes to reassign letter carriers within an installation who are excess to the needs of one of the defined sections. These rules give excess letter carriers retreat rights to the first residual vacancy in the same or lower grade that occurs in the section. Failure to accept the first available vacancy at the former grade level in the section ends such retreat rights. In order to implement these retreat rights, Article 12.5.C.4 provides that as long as an accessed employee has retreat rights to the section, bidding for vacant duty assignments in the level from which the employee was accessed is subject to the following rules. Bidding is limited to employees in the section who were in the section when the employee was reassigned, even if, for example, the LMOU ordinarily provides for installation-wide bidding. Bidding for positions in the level from which the employee was accessed is limited to employees in that level. For example, if a carrier technician is accessed from a section, only carrier technician letter carriers from the section may bid on carrier technician vacancies in the section. Bidding for carrier technician and non-carrier technician positions for which no employees have active retreat rights is not limited. For example, if only non-carrier technicians have been accessed from the bidding section and have retreat rights to the section, then only bidding on non-carrier technician positions is limited. Bidding on carrier technician positions is not. Loss of retreat rights. 
Retreat rights to a section are the first residual vacancy in the section and salary level from which excessed after employees in the section have completed bidding. If an employee with retreat rights fails to accept the first residual vacancy in the section and salary level from which accessed, the retreat rights are ended. This rule is applied as follows. If a letter carrier with retreat rights to a carrier technician position fails to accept a residual non-carrier technician position in his or her former section, the retreat right to a carrier technician position is not terminated. If a carrier with retreat rights to a non-carrier technician position voluntarily bids back to a carrier technician position in the former section, the carrier's retreat right to a non-carrier technician position in the section is not terminated. However, in such cases, the carrier could not bid on non-carrier technician positions in the section as long as the bidding is restricted to carriers with retreat rights to non-carrier technician positions. Rather, the carrier would have to wait for the first residual non-carrier technician vacancy in the section to exercise the continuing retreat right. Note that the language of Article 12.5.C.4.C. imprecisely states the rule as being failure to bid for the first available vacancy will end such retreat right. Technically, employees with retreat rights do not exercise them by bidding in the strict sense used elsewhere in the contract, such as in Article 41.1.A. Rather, they exercise them by simply accepting a residual vacancy. Bidding only occurs to allow an employee to exercise seniority if there is more than one residual vacancy in a section to which an employee has retreat rights. Restricted bidding in Article 41.3.0 The scope of postings under the provisions of Article 41.3.0 can also be affected when an LMOU identifies sections for accessing purposes. National Arbitrator Snow ruled in uh, citation that if a branch has installation-wide bidding for vacant or newly created duty assignments, then assignments made available for bids under the provisions of Article 41.3.0 should also be posted on an installation-wide basis. An exception to this general rule occurs if a branch has defined separate sections for accessing purposes and if an employee has been accessed from the section under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.4. Since Article 12.5.C.4.C provides the reassigned employee with retreat rights in such cases, as long as an employee has such retreat rights to the section, bidding under the provisions of Article 41.3.0 is also limited to employees from the section at the same salary level as the vacancy. Now we move on to Section 12, Reduction of Employees in an Installation. 12.5.C.5.A.1 5. Reduction in the number of employees in an installation other than by attrition. A. Reassignments within installation. When, for any reason, an installation must reduce the number of employees more rapidly than is possible by normal... By normal uh, more rapidly than is possible by normal attrition, that installation... 1 shall determine by craft and occupational group the number of excess employees. 2. Shall, to the extent possible, minimize the impact on regular workforce employees by separation of all casuals. 3. Shall, to the extent possible, minimize the impact on full-time positions by reducing part-time flexible hours. 4. Shall, to the extent possible, minimize the impact on full-time positions by reducing overtime. This section applies when the Postal Service needs to reduce the number of employees in an installation more rapidly than is possible through normal attrition. Before accessing the Postal, before accessing 
the Postal Service must seek to minimize the impact on regular workforce employees as follows. Casuals. Uh, there's a citation here. National Arbitrator Snow held that the language of Article 12.5.C.5.A.2 allows the Postal Service discretion in separating casuals to the extent discretion is exercised consistent with the following agreement among the parties. Quote, all casuals must be removed if it will eliminate the impact on regular workforce employees. The employer must eliminate all casual employees to the extent that it will minimize the impact on regular on the regular workforce. End quote. CCAs. In order to minimize impact on employees in the regular workforce, the employer agrees to offer the impacted employee the opportunity to work any letter carrier duty assignments performed by CCA employees or to separate, to the extent possible, CCA employees working in the city carrier craft and installation prior to accessing any regular city letter carrier out of the installation. CJCAM page 12-21. PTF hours. This section requires that management must, quote, to the extent possible, minimize the impact on full-time positions by reducing part-time flexible hours, end quote, prior to accessing employees. Overtime hours. This section requires that management must, quote, to the extent possible, minimize the impact on full-time positions by reducing overtime, end quote, prior to accessing employees. Let me get a drink here. Now we have JCAM subsection 12.1, accessing to other crafts within an installation. 12.5.C.5.A5. 5. Shall identify as excess the necessary number of junior full-time employees in the salary level, craft, and occupational group affected on an installation-wide basis within the installation. Make reassignments of excess full-time employees who meet the minimum qualifications for vacant assignments and other crafts in the same installation. Involuntarily reassign them, except as provided for letter carriers and special delivery messengers and vehicle service employees in section C.5.B below in the same or lower level with seniority, whichever is the lesser of a one-day junior to the seniority of the junior full-time employee in the same level and craft or occupational group in the installation to which assigned, or b the seniority the employee had in the craft from which reassigned. Seniority. National Arbitrator Snow held in such and such decision, that the stated seniority rule is inconsistent with Article 41.2.G. Therefore, in accordance with Article 12.5.B.10, the correct seniority under this particular section is that such employees, when reassigned to the letter carrier craft, begin a new period of seniority in accordance with Article 41.2.G. 12.5.C.5.A. 6. 6. The employee shall be returned at the first opportunity to the craft from which reassigned. This provision is mandatory. Employees access to another craft under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.A must be returned to the craft from which they were accessed at the first available opportunity. 12.5.C.5.A.7 7. 7. When returned, the employee retains seniority previously attained in the craft augmented by intervening employment in the other craft. When an employee's return to his or her original craft is required by Article 12.5.C.5.A.5 above, 
Seniority is reestablished as if the employee had served continuously in the original craft and had never been accessed. 12.5.C.5.A8. The right of election by a oh, eight. The right of election by a senior employee provided in paragraph B3 below is not available for this crosscraft reassignment within the installation. Under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B3 below, a senior employee may voluntarily elect to be reassigned to another installation in lieu of a more junior employee from the same craft subject to reassignment. This section makes clear that this right does not apply to reassignments across craft lines within an installation. Note, however, that Article 12.5.C.5.B.5 does apply to reassignments across craft lines within an installation. This means that a full-time employee has the option of changing to a part-time flexible in the same craft in lieu of being involuntarily transferred to another craft. And next is JCAM subsection 12.2, accessing to the letter carrier craft in other installations. 12.5.C.5B. B. Reassignments to other installations after making reassignments within the installation. 1. Involuntarily reassign such excess full-time employees starting with the junior with their seniority for duty assignments to vacancies in the same or lower level in the same craft or occupational group in installations within 100 miles of the losing installation or in more distant installations if, after consultation with the affected union, it is determined that it is necessary, the Postal Service will designate such installations for the reassignment of excess full-time employees. However, letter carriers accessed under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B keep their seniority. This is not inconsistent with the provisions of Article 41.2.A.2. A. Whenever full-time letter carrier routes carrier technician, or route router assignments are transferred from one installation to another, the full-time letter carriers whose complete routes or assignments are transferred shall have the option of transferring with their routes or assignments, with their seniority. If a full-time letter carrier declines the option of transferring with the router assignment, any qualified full-time letter carrier in the delivery unit may request, by seniority, to be reassigned with the router assignment with their seniority. The request of the senior qualified carrier shall be granted and shall be counted in accordance with Article 12.3. Transfer of Assignments This section may appear out of place since it does not concern accessing. Its purpose is to reduce or eliminate the need for accessing. It provides that when carrier routes, carrier technician, or router assignments are transferred from one installation to another, the full-time letter carriers whose assignments are transferred have the option of transferring with their assignments without loss of seniority. It does not apply to VOMA assignments, which are multi-craft positions. Letter carriers who transfer under this provision do not have retreat rights. If a full-time letter carrier declines the option of transferring with a route or assignment under this provision, any qualified full-time letter carrier in the delivery unit may request, by seniority, to be reassigned with the route or assignment with their seniority. This opportunity is only available to other full-time letter carriers in the same delivery unit as the employee whose assignment is being transferred. If the installation has more than one delivery unit, Carriers in delivery units other than the one from which the assignment was transferred do not have this option. Oh, here's a nice big gray section that we are going to skip because we are not, uh, whatever it is, I don't even care what it is. All right, uh, 
they do not it does not apply to letter carriers. Alright, next, JCAM subsection twelve point three, accessing to other crafts in other installations. Twelve point five point C point five point B two. Two. Involuntarily reassign full-time employees for whom consultation did not provide for placement under B1 above in other crafts or occupational groups in which they meet minimum qualifications at the same or lower level with permanent seniority for duty assignments, whichever is lesser of A. One day junior to the seniority of the junior full-time employee in the same level and craft or occupational group in the installation to which assigned or B, the seniority he or she had in the craft from which reassigned. Seniority. The stated seniority rule is inconsistent with Article 41.2.G. Therefore, in accord with Article 12.5.B.10, the correct seniority order under this particular section is that such employees, when reassigned to the letter carrier craft, begin a new period of seniority in accordance with Article 41.2.G. Now we have JCAM subsection 12.4, Supplementary Rules, 12.5.C.5.B.3. 3. Any senior employee in the same craft or occupational group in the same installation may elect to be reassigned to the gaining installation and take the seniority of the senior full-time employee subject to involuntary reassignment. Such senior employees who accept reassignment to the gaining installation do not have retreat rights. A senior employee may elect to take the place of the employee subject to involuntary accessing. Senior employees who volunteer for reassignment under this provision do not have retreat rights. This rule applies to employees access to a letter carrier craft position in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.1. Employees access to another craft in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.2.2. It does not apply to employees' access to another craft within the same installation, Article 12.5.C.5.A.7. The seniority rule stated in this section is not inconsistent with Article 41.2.G.3 since electing to be reassigned under this provision is not considered to be a voluntary transfer within the meeting, meaning of Article 41.2.G.3. 4. When two or more such vacancies are simultaneously available, first choice of duty assignment shall go to the senior employee entitled by displacement from a discontinued installation to such placement. This rule applies to employees' access to another craft within the same installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.A. Employees' access to a letter carrier craft position in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.1. Employees access to another craft in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.2. 5. A full-time employee shall have the option of changing to part-time flexible in the same craft or occupational group in lieu of involuntary reassignment. This rule applies to employees access to another craft within the same installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.A. Employees access to a letter carrier craft position in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.1. Employees access to another craft in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.2. 6. Employees involuntarily reassigned under B1 and 2 above 
other than senior employees who elect to be reassigned in place of junior employees shall be entitled at the time of such reassignment to file a written request to be returned to the first vacancy in the level in the craft or occupational group in the installation from which reassigned. And such request shall be honored so long as the employee does not withdraw it or decline to accept an opportunity to return in accordance with such request. This rule provides voluntary retreat rights for full-time and part-time employees accessed under the following circumstances. Employees access to a letter carrier craft position in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.1. Employees access to another craft in another installation under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.5.B.2. It does not apply to employees' access to another craft within the same installation. They do not have voluntary retreat rights since Article 12.5.C.5.A.5 requires that they be returned to the craft from which reassigned at the first opportunity. A new section, Section 13 of the JCAM um, of this article. Provisions not applicable to letter carrier craft. Oh, if it's not applicable to us, we're going to skip it. And yeah, there's these big gray sections here. Oh, there's a lot of reading that I am not going to do. All right. Yeah, we're going to keep scrolling down here. I am scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm really curious if even the scrolling will cause the um, cause the recording to chatter. I guess I'll find out when I listen back to it. All right, here we go. We skip now down to section 14, reassigning and accessing part-time employees. 12.5.C.8. 8. Reassignment. Part-time flexible employees in excess of quota, other than motor vehicle. Where there are part-time flexible employees in excess of the part-time flexible quota for the craft for whom work is not available, part-time flexibles lowest on the part-time flexible role equal in number to such excess may at their option be reassigned to the foot of the part-time flexible role in the same or another craft in another installation. The term quota in this section is obsolete. Here's a citation. It comes from a long discontinued staffing practice requiring one part-time flexible employee for every five regulars. There is no longer any quota. Rather, staffing levels are now governed by the provisions of Article 7.3. 12.5.C.8.A. A. An excess employee reassigned to another craft in the same or another installation shall be assigned to the foot of the part-time flexible role and begin a new period of seniority. This provision is consistent with the provisions of Article 41.2.G. 12.5.C.8.B. B. An excess part-time flexible employee reassigned to the same craft in another installation shall be placed at the foot of the part-time flexible role. Upon change to full-time from the top of the part-time flexible role, the employee's seniority for preferred assignment shall include the seniority of the, empl- the shall include the seniority the employee had in the losing installation, augmented by part-time flexible service in the gaining installation. Questions concerning the seniority of part-time flexible letter carriers accessed into the letter carrier craft in another installation should be addressed to the party's headquarters representatives. Twelve point five C. A senior part-time flexible in the same craft or occupational group in the same installation may elect to be reassigned in another installation in the same or another craft and take the seniority, if any, of the senior excess part-time flexible being reassigned as set forth in A and B above. 
This section permits a senior part-time flexible employee from the same installation to voluntarily take the place of a more junior part-time flexible being reassigned. If a part-time flexible from another craft is accessed into the letter carrier craft under the provisions of this section, he or she begins a new period of seniority under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.8.A above. If a part-time flexible letter carrier is accessed into the letter carrier craft at another installation under the provisions of this section, he or she takes the seniority of the more junior employee he or she takes the seniority the more junior employee would have been assigned under the provisions of 12.5.C.8.B above. 12.5.C.8.D. D. The Postal Service will designate, after consultation with the affected union, vacancies at installations in which excess part-time flexibles may request to be reassigned beginning with vacancies in other crafts in the same installation then vacancies in the craft in other installations, and finally vacancies in other crafts in other installations, making the designations to minimize relocation hardships to the extent practicable. E. Part-time flexibles reassigned to another craft in the same installation shall be returned to the first part-time flexible vacancy within the craft and level from which reassigned. This provision is mandatory. Employees' access to another craft under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.8 must be returned to the craft from which they were accessed at the first available opportunity. 12.5.C.8.F F. Part-time flexibles reassigned to other installations have retreat rights to the next such vacancy according to their standing on the part-time flexible role in the losing installation, but such retreat right does not extend to part-time flexibles who elect to request reassignment in place of the junior part-time flexibles. G. The right to return is dependent upon a written request made at the time of reassignment from the losing installation, and such request will, shall be honored unless it was withdrawn or an opportunity to return is declined. Retreat rights. Part-time employees accessed under the provisions of Article 12.5.C.8 have retreat rights only if they make a written request at the time of reassignment from the losing installation. These retreat rights are terminated if they fail to accept the first available vacancy. 12.5.D. D. Part-time regular employees. Part-time regular employees assigned in the craft unit shall be considered to be in a separate category. All provisions of this section apply to part-time regular employees within their own category. Part-time regular employees may also be accessed under the provisions of Article 12.5. JCAM Section 15, Voluntary Transfers. On to the next section. 12.6. Section 6, Transfers. A. Installation heads will consider requests for transfers submitted by employees from other installations. B. Providing a written request for a voluntary transfer has been submitted, a written acknowledgement shall be given in a timely manner. Additional reassignment and probationary period provisions regarding city carrier assistant employees are found in Appendix B. See memos page 189 to 195. Transfers. The provisions of Article 12.6 must be read in conjunction with the Memorandum of Understanding on Transfers reprinted below. The denial of a transfer request is a grievable matter. When the denial of a transfer request is grieved, the disputed decision is by the postmaster of another installation. Nevertheless, any grievances concerning the denial of a transfer request must be filed with the aggrieved employee's immediate supervisor as required by Article 15.2. Arbitrators from one region have the authority to order postmasters in another region to accept a transfer request.
And here we have a memo between the USPS and the Joint Bargaining Committee regarding transfers. The parties agree that the following procedures will be followed when career postal employees request reassignment from postal installations in one geographical area of the country to postal installations in another geographical area. Local reassignments, reassignments within the same MSC, division, or to adjacent MSCs or divisions, are covered by the provisions of Section 2 of this memorandum. The terms MSC and division are obsolete. Wherever these terms appear in this memorandum, they should be understood as referencing to postal service districts. Thus, reassignments to the same district or to adjacent districts are now considered local transfers and covered by Section 2 of this memorandum. Transfer Memo 1.A Section 1. Reassignments, transfers, to other geographical areas. A. Installation heads may continue to fill authorized vacancies first through promotion, internal reassignment, and change to the lower level, transfer from other agencies, reinstatements, etc., consistent with existing regulations and applicable provisions of the national agreement. The memorandum obligates management to give full consideration to transfer requests before seeking to fill vacancies with new hires from registers. However, it does not change existing regulations, such as those in the EL 312, concerning first filling vacancies through promotion, internal reassignment, and change to lower level, transfer from other agencies, reinstatements, etc. Transfer Memo 1.B. B. Installation heads will afford full consideration to all reassignment requests from employees in other geographical areas within the Postal Service. The request will be considered in the order received consistent with the vacancies being filled and the type of positions requested. Such requests from qualified employees consistent with the provisions of this memorandum will not be unreasonably denied. Local economic and unemployment conditions, as well as EEO factors, are valid concerns. When hiring from entrance registers is justified based on these local conditions, an attempt should be made to fill vacancies from both sources. Except in the most unusual of circumstances, if there are sufficient qualified applicants for reassignment, at least one out of every four vacancies will be filled by granting requests for reassignment in all offices of 100 or more man years if sufficient requests from qualified applicants have been received. In offices of less than 100 man years, a cumulative ratio of one out of six for the duration of the national agreement will apply. Transfer requests from qualified employees will not be unreasonably denied. However, management may take into account local economic and unemployment conditions and EEO concerns to justify hiring from registers. Except in the most unusual of circumstances, if there are sufficient qualified applicants for reassignment, management must comply with the following minimums. In all offices of 100 or more work years, at least one out of every four vacancies will be filled by granting requests for reassignment. In all offices of less than 100 work years, at least one out of every six vacancies during the duration of the national agreement will be filled by granting requests for reassignment. Transfer Memo 1.C C. MSCs will maintain a record of the request for reassignment received in the offices within their area of responsibility. This record may be reviewed by the union on an annual basis upon request. Additionally, on a semi-annual basis, local unions may request information necessary to determine if a 1 out of 4 ratio is being met between reassignments and hires from the entrance registers in all offices of 100 or more man years. D. 
Managers will give full consideration to the work, attendance, and safety records of all employees who are considered for reassignment. An employee must have an acceptable work, attendance, and safety record and meet the minimum qualifications for all positions to which they request reassignment. Both the gaining and losing installation head must be fair in their evaluations. Evaluations must be valid and to the point, with unsatisfactory work records accurately documented. An employee must have at least one year of service in their present installation prior to requesting reassignment to another installation. Employees reassigned to installations under the provisions of this memorandum must remain in the new installation for a period of one year, unless released by the installation head earlier before being eligible to be considered for reassignment again, except in the case of an employee who requests to return to the installation where he or she previously worked. Employees serving under craft lock-in periods per the provisions of the National Agreement must satisfy those lock-in periods prior to being reassigned to other installations. In evaluating transfer requests, managers will give full consideration to the work, attendance, and safety records of all employees who are considered for reassignment. However, local managers may not add additional criteria for accepting transfer requests. For example, a policy of only accepting transfer requests from within the district would be a violation of the memorandum. Evaluations must be fair, valid, and to the point, with unsatisfactory work records accurately documented. They must be based upon an examination of the totality of an employee's individual work record. Evaluations based on the application of arbitrary standards, such as a defined minimum sick leave balance, do not meet this standard. Except as otherwise provided, employees reassigned to installations under the provisions of this memorandum must remain in the new installation for a period of one year. The lock-in provision is not the same as a craft lock-in. There are no craft lock-ins in the letter carrier craft. Thus, the requirement concerning, quote, employees serving under craft lock-in periods, end quote, is not applicable to letter carriers. Transfer Memo 1.E. E. Installation heads considering employees for reassignment will conduct the installation will contact the installation head of the losing installation and arrange for mutually agreeable reassignment and reporting dates. A minimum of 30 days notice to the losing office will be afforded. Except in the event of unusual circumstances at the losing installations, reasonable time will be provided to allow the installation to fill vacancies. However, this time should not exceed 90 days. Read as a whole, this section provides that Quote, except in unusual circumstances at the losing installation, end quote, the reporting date at the new installation will be a minimum 30 days and should not be more than 90 days after a transfer request is approved. The installation head of the losing installation may not deny an approved transfer. Transfer Memo 1.F. F. Reassignment granted to a position in the same grade will be at the same grade and step. Step increase anniversaries will be maintained. Where voluntary reassignments are to a position at a lower level, employees will be reassigned to the step in the lower grade consistent with Part 420 of the Employee and Labor Relations Manual. In no case may an employee be required to accept pay at a lower step as a consideration for transfer. Employees' periodic step increases following a transfer continue exactly as they would have progressed had the employee not transferred, but instead remain in the original installation. Where voluntary reassignments are to a position at a lower level, for example, when a carrier technician transfers to a non-carrier technician letter position, letter carrier position, the employee's step and waiting period for the next step increase will be established in accordance with the normal rules in ELM Section 420. Transfer Memo 1.G. G. 
gee, this is a long section. Employees reassigned under these provisions will be reassigned consistent with the provisions of the appropriate craft article contained in the national agreement. Employees will not be reasonable will not be reassigned to full-time regular positions to the detriment of career part-time flexible employees who are available for conversion at the gaining installation. Seniority for employees transferred per this memorandum will be established consistent with the provisions of the national agreement. Seniority. The seniority of letter carriers voluntarily transferred to another installation is governed by Article 41.2.G.3, which requires that they begin a new period of seniority. Consequently, they become part-time flexible employees upon transfer. A possible exception exists when transferring to an installation with no part-time flexible letter carriers. In such cases, they immediately they may immediately be assigned to a full-time status. Also note that the seniority rule for transfers is different than the seniority rule for carriers who have completed mutual exchanges. See mutual exchanges below. Transfer memo 1.h h Relocation expenses will not be paid by the Postal Service incident to voluntary reassignment. Such expenses, as well as any resulting interview expenses, must be borne by employees. All moving expenses must be borne by the employee who requested the transfer. If any time off is necessary to complete the move, it must be covered by annual leave or leave without pay. Transfer Memo 1.I I. Under no circumstances will employees be required or requested to resign and then be reinstated in order to circumvent these pay provisions or to provide for an additional probationary period. Transferred employees should have continuous service and are not required to serve a new probationary period. Transfer Memo 2.A Section 2 Local Reassignments Transfers A For local reassignments, managers will give full consideration to the work, attendance, and safety records of all employees who are considered for reassignment. An employee must have an acceptable work, attendance, and safety record and meet the minimum qualifications for all positions to which he or she requests reassignment. Both the gaining and losing installation head must be fair in their evaluations. Evaluations must be valid and to the point, with unsatisfactory work records accurately documented. An employee must have at least 18 months of service in his or her present installation prior to requesting reassignment to another installation. Employees reassigned to installations under the provisions of this paragraph must remain in the new installation for a period of 18 months, unless released by the installation head earlier, before being eligible to be considered for reassignment again, except in the case of an employee who requests to return to the installation where he or she previously worked. Employees serving under craft lock-in periods Per the provisions of the National Agreement, must satisfy those lock-ins prior to being reassigned to other installations. Local transfers are included in the 1 out of 4 ratio. The term local reassignments mean reassignments to the same district or to adjacent districts. An important difference between local reassignments and reassignments to other geographical areas concerns the mandatory lock-in periods. The lock-in period for local reassignments is 18 months unless released by the installation head earlier, except in the case of an employee who requests to return to the installation where he or she previously worked. In contrast, the lock-in period for transfers to other geographical areas is one year. This this lock-in provision is not the same as craft lock-in. There are no craft lock-ins in the letter carrier craft. Thus, the requirement concerning, quote, employees serving under the craft lock-in periods, end quote, is not applicable to letter carriers. 
A CCA who is converted to career status is required to serve a lock-in period for transfers, just like any other newly hired career letter carrier is required to serve. Transfer Memo 2.B. B. The provisions of Section 1, paragraphs A, C, E, F, G, H, and I are applicable to local reassignments. C. In those instances where an employee can substantially increase the number of hours, eight or more per week, by transferring to another installation and the employee meets the other criteria, the lock-in period will be 12 months. Dated July 21, 1987. CCA reassignments. CCAs may be permanently permanently reassigned from one post office installation to another during their appointment period provided the employee's current appointment is being voluntarily terminated. To avoid a break in service, a permanent reassignment to a different installation must be effected on the first day of a pay period. There is no lock-in period a CCA must satisfy before becoming eligible to reassign to another installation. Eligibility to move between installations is generally intended to address situations where an individual CCA would like to be reassigned to another installation for personal reasons, and there is an agreement between the losing and gaining installation heads. CCA Transfers The 2019 National Agreement contains the following Memorandum of Understanding concerning CCA Transfers. And here we have said memo between the USPS and the NALC regarding city carrier assistant transfers. The parties agree to establish a one-year pilot program in at least two districts to study possible approaches to facilitate the voluntary reassignment of city carrier assistants, CCAs, from one installation to a different installation within the same district. The parties may extend or expand this pilot program to include opportunities beyond district boundaries by mutual agreement. This memorandum expires with the 2019 National Agreement. Mutual exchanges are exchanges of positions in the complement of different installations. Carriers do not exchange actual bid assignments or pay status since the vacated bid positions must be posted for bidding in accordance with the provisions of Article 41.1 and the applicable local memorandums of understanding. Section 351.6 of the ELM and the Memorandum of Understanding regarding mutual exchanges addresses the mutual exchanges between letter carriers. 351.6, mutual exchanges. 351.61, general policy. Career employees may exchange positions subject to the provisions of the appropriate collective bargaining agreement if the officials in charge of the installations involved approve the exchange of positions. Mutual exchanges must be made between employees in positions at the same grade levels. The following employees are not permitted to exchange positions. Part-time flexible employees with full-time employees. Bargaining employees with non-bargaining employees. Non-supervisor employees with supervisory employees. Exclusions. Part-time flexible employees may not exchange positions with full-time employees or bargaining unit employees with non-bargaining employees and non- or non-supervisory employees with supervisory employees. Next, we have a memo between the USPS and the NALC regarding mutual exchanges. The parties agree that in applying the relevant sections, provisions of Section 351.6 of the Employee Labor Relations Manual, city letter carriers in grades CC-01 and CC-02 are considered as being in the same grade. This agreement applies solely to determining whether employees are eligible for mutual exchanges. Date, September 11, 2007. Effective with the 2006 National Agreement, the parties agreed that for purposes of mutual exchange, 
all full-time city letter carriers are considered as being the same. Note that this removed what had been a prohibition on such mutual exchanges. Mutual Exchanges Seniority Article 41.2.E provides that when mutual exchanges are made between letter carriers, the carriers will retain their seniority or shall take the seniority of the other exchangee, whichever is the lesser. This is different than the seniority rule in Article 41.2.G.3, which applies to other transfers and which requires that the transferring employee begin a new period of seniority. Mutual exchanges, full consideration. The provisions of the transfer memorandum requiring that installation heads afford full consideration to all reassignment requests apply to mutual exchanges just as any other transfers. Such requests, quote, will not be unreasonably denied, end quote. In evaluating and responding to mutual exchange requests, installation heads should follow the criteria provided for in the transfer memorandum. Oh my God, a fully blank page. Holy crap, we did it. That is the end of Article 12. Oh, let me close the J-cam. Dude, that wasn't okay. It was just over an hour. I guess maybe I'm tired because it's Christmas, but I'm glad that's over. Hopefully that is the most difficult part of the J-cam we're going to read. Some of those were like full paragraphs that were just one sentence. And whoever writes these is not very consistent with their commas. You know, the commas for the benefit of the reader. I'm the reader, and I don't appreciate it. But anyway, we're done. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will pick up with Article 13 on the next JCAM episode. Take it easy, guys.